Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 68, air date September 28th, 2015. Hello and welcome to yet another conversation from Silicon Valley. Prime Minister Narendra Modi here and I have with me two, two people who know this space very well, the ecosystem, the startup ecosystem and technology. To my extreme left, Arvind Gupta, ex-Silicon Valley entrepreneur now who's moved to India and is uh, once again in bootstrap mode. Arvind Gupta, welcome to the show and after him, Dr. V. Ashiva the best introduction, inventor of email, I won't say any more. And I'll come to you, Arvind, right away for the first um, point of our discussion. Uh, a prime minister from India meeting startup companies uh, and talking about innovation, technology, and the spirit of entrepreneurship, which India is known about. What's the message that he's going to deliver? See, I think the prime minister is uh, here uh, with a very clear message. India is very serious about two things. One is definitely the startup community and the jobs uh, it creates, the, the spirit of entrepreneurship that you talked about. But, you know, he understands the value of both startups and startups in technology. And he's leading from the front. He's really the brand ambassador. He's the CEO of the country. And here is the brand ambassador of Startup India, Stand Up India campaign that he himself has launched. The second thing is, this also shows he's walking the talk on digital India. He understands the value of this entrepreneurial community in making the digital India a success. Digital India is all about creating the infrastructure, the payment infrastructure, the connectivity, uh, providing a very low cost access. The, the broadband pipe. The broadband pipes, but it's also about providing those destinations. You have, you know, the roads, but cars, which is low cost, uh, mobile phones, but you need to have destinations. And destinations are provided by entrepreneurs. Destinations are also government to citizen services, but primarily it's about entrepreneurship. Okay, and that's that's the spirit that one would hope would pervade through the entire ecosystem in India, including the government bit. But we'll come back to that. I mean, let me come to you, Dr. Shiva. Um, we are in Silicon Valley, and there are similar sort of attempts in various countries to create or have localized ecosystems where a whole lot of entrepreneurial systems come together and they give birth to great <coughs> ideas, great products. One of the things about India has been the fact that we have great people all over the world working in various global corporations, yet you see this deficit of products, yet you see this deficit of local development. Uh, uh, broadly, what can, what can a government do? Uh, to change that, uh, if it, if you agree that it's within the powers of the government to take steps in that regard, it's a great question. Look, the pulpit of the prime minister is really a pulpit to set an inspiration and a motivation to really be the cheerleader, and we are the world. And India is extremely fortunate to have Narendra Modi in in that role because what he's really doing is he's being the standard bearer really calling it out that the fact is that if you look at the history of India for 5,000 years, Indians have been innovating. So there's not a dearth of the history of Indian innovation. We just forgot it over the last 300 years. And what this prime minister is doing is he's resetting that national self-identity to say, wait a minute, India has a rich history of innovation, yoga, for example. Here this prime minister is exporting it out, which is phenomenal. That is an Indian innovation. 
So the fact that we have a prime minister who recognizes innovation, understands what Arvind's saying, the details of what it means to innovate, digital aspects of it, but more importantly is using that pulpit to redefine the national identity, which frankly India has only now started having. And, and whatever identity minister. existed was, was pretty dissipated and I w some would argue was slightly bad also. Because well, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I would add to that, you know, he said it so many times, even before he became the Prime Minister, India has now become, you know, land of, from a land of snake charmers. When, you know, when we came here 20, 25 years ago, uh, India was still considered a land of snake charmers. Today, India has arrived at the world seen as a land of mouse charmers, if you may call it. But I think to answer your question, it's, it needs to go forward. So, 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 so what's, what's, what is the message that is provided to, let's say, the, uh, the American media or, or mainstream society here when you have a Sundar Pichai, you have a Satya Nadella and so many other illustrious names and the Prime Minister of India is connecting with them? Well, I think it sets the fact that Indians can run great innovation companies in, that are emerging from the West. But it also setting another very important message that this same thing can also occur in India. The fact that Indians can run Western-born companies, why can't this occur in India? And so why can't it? Why can't it? Well, well, why has it not to the extent that one would have desired? Well, because we didn't have a leadership, in my opinion, prior to this, which was that standard bearer which got it. This Prime Minister gets it. This Prime Minister gets the fact that India has had this rich history of innovation that we need to rebirth that and bring it back. And that's primarily what a Prime Minister can do from that pulpit. He can't go solve every detail problem. But the fact that he's using that pulpit to get this message across is Absolutely. extraordinary for the world, not only for India. Okay. So I think this is significant because that inspiration is going to basically reset the Indian epigenetics to turn on that innovation we've always had for 5,000 years. This is not something Indians did not have an ecosystem to innovate. We've always been innovating. Yes, and you just needed some things to fall in place. Let's come back to the uh, context. Facebook, uh, Google, Tesla, uh, and maybe several dozen other people, a startup connect event, a digital dinner. Uh, uh, apart from all of that, he will also meet with the Indian community in some hours from now. But governments typically, as far as the IT ecosystem is concerned, governments are meant to, you know, they are at a distance. They are, they are people who tax you or are responsible for civic infrastructure. Innovation, especially in the technology space, even in India, has happened in areas uh, where governments had very little to do. That's why some people say that IT, whatever happened in India, was because there was no government. I'm trying to understand how, what kind of role can the government play in the Indian context, Arvind, because you know you you spent quite some time there, and I'll come to you on that just after this. That's a that's a great point, first of all. Let me, but let me tell you, the governments play a very facilitating role in this. It's Which is what we hear from China all the yeah, time. Yeah, so so, and that's exactly the point. Today, the, uh, as the leader of the country, Dr. Shiva mentioned that as a CEO of India Inc., the Prime Minister needs to tell the world. What is the potential of India? What the Indian talent can do? And create an enabling environment for innovation to happen in India. Then the entrepreneur will take over. Absolutely. So there is no government interference in the entrepreneurial system. But the, to create the... To bring him to that point, point where he is at takeoff. To create a foundation, to create a brand, to create the, the positive message, to create that, you know, the, the, the rating of India, so, uh, if you may call it. A re-rating rather. re-rating <laughs> of India, that India is, an, uh, is a startup, cap, uh, can also be a startup destination. 
uh, has to be led by the CEO of India. A lot of people uh, keep mentioning Israel, and, uh, and while we'll not discuss uh, what's happening there, let me uh, come to you on this point. For many global corporations, and I've covered this space for many, many years, India has primarily been a market. And when market potential has not been delivered to their expectations, they get disappointed, and then, you know, the story sours a bit. Uh, th there are companies who have used it as a back office or as an office where a good quality intellectual capital was available uh, at affordable pricing, which is fair enough. Absolutely. Is there a third element that you see happening? And if so, in what would those spaces be? Because we hear a lot beyond just basic IT. We talk about biotech. We talk about mm -hmm. other areas. Yeah. What are the sectors that you think could be fostered? Well, uh, I mean, I, I think one of the big areas is health. I mean, this goes back to, you know, I think there's two points here. In the 300 years since colonialism, you could think about it, the Indian narrative and some of the leadership that took over was to promote this idea we were good for being good, obedient workers. This prime minister doesn't come from that lineage. If you look at him personally and where he's coming from, he's coming from a very different way where he came up bottoms up on, him, on his own. And then that's very important because he's walking the walk. So if you, if you look at that, if you look at healthcare, for example, India has a rich history of healthcare. Siddha, Ayurveda, our medicines, our agricultural systems. These are exports for the world. And the ability to harness the Indian diaspora, the fact that Indian entrepreneurs are coming up, marrying that together, you start creating a whole new wave. Yoga was exported. I think about all the other Indian medicine and therapeutics that are just sitting there. We haven't even scratched the surface of that. So that's a multi-trillion dollar And some people industry. have taken patents outside on, on that people, traditional some knowledge. Some people have taken patents outside on that, but there's still amazing ways to patent that and market that. America's phenomenal at marketing things. We have not even scratched one bit of the, the immense assets that India has indigenously, and there's probably many, many millions of products Absolutely. to come. And that's the integration of East and West, and this prime minister is setting that standard by what he's doing, by the fact he's being an ambassador, coming here, integrating East and West, and someone like me as an Indian diaspora hmm. feels connected to that, wants to come back, wants to participate in that. Uh, and I've heard that bit about wanting to come back from many people, including we uh, interviewed someone who said that there are a lot of people who want to go back, and of course the uh, circumstances need to exist. You, you wanted to come in. I, I want to add a few things here. See, India, I think, is at a, at a point where it can lead the world in showing what is frugal innovation. Uh, we have a very different demographics, very different from most of the developed and Western countries. So frugal innovation. Secondly, uh, Dr. Shiva mentioned healthcare, but I think uh, uh, education, agriculture technology, uh, financial inclusion. You know, the, the, the program Jandhan Yojana, that, uh, the biggest financial inclusion program in the history of mankind. I think uh, those learnings can be applied to a lot of countries in the world. And um, I think India will lead that way. Okay. Would corporations respond to a message uh, like this, which is being delivered eloquently by the Indian uh, Prime Minister? Because uh, sometimes, and once again, to, to sort of t talk in terms of business, a lot of people would want, uh, want definitive certainty as far as ease of doing business is concerned. And, and in the startup space, that is even far more important because, you know, you simply don't have the time or resources to, to uh, deal with regulatory hassles. Yeah, look, you can't expect a prime minister overnight to change some of those bureaucratic issues. But what he is doing and can do is to inspire young people to want to innovate, to want to do startups. And that 
you know, 50% of India is below the age of 25, 70% is below the age of 40. That group, which gets inspired by that message, is going to make that happen, guaranteed, because they're not going to put up with stuff that doesn't make things happen. Yes, there will be certain issues, but when that mass is rising up, which is starting to happen, you're going to see that old type of things are going to get sort of blown away. But the marching order, the call to action is what this prime minister is doing, and I think that's phenomenal.